السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم جميعا أيها المستمعين والمستمعات Beloved listeners of Radio Islam International Welcome back to حياة طيبة With myself, معلمة شاكرة هنتا Here at Radio Islam International الحمد لله ثم الحمد لله Today is Friday, the day of Jumu'ah I hope you've all had a beautiful, beautiful Salatul Jumu'ah inshallah And inshallah don't forget your du'as I accepted May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant every one of you Jumu'ah al-Mubarakah May Allah bless you all, bless your children with a good year, a good academic here inshallah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it that next week when we get back to routines and school yeah, rounds and all the you know the amount of responsibility that starts off may Allah grant you all barakah in your time and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it such that we are always creating benefit wherever we may be throughout our lives alhamdulillah year at hayatun tayyibah we focus on different topics, different, you know, themes to develop ourselves. And somebody emailed me recently and she said, you know, Mualima, um, I know you love productivity and you love finding things and, uh, and you know, uh, different ways to develop our productivity. So she sent me a beautiful link with a lovely kitab and, you know, I read the kitab and it was so, so empowering. And I just realized, you know, subhanAllah, we have to, you know, focus on developing our productivity. We have to focus on developing on how much can I use my time what is it that I can you know what kind of an impact I can lead now I don't know about you all but subhanallah recently I have been you know seeing messages on the local groups and it's really hard so it's actually actually heartbreaking the amount of mayats that we are hearing the amount of people that are passing away subhanallah and it you know it's just it, recently there was a, a family you know subhanallah three members of one family and it really you know it affects you it breaks your heart it makes you think about it and you know we we don't like to focus on it but it really brings the question of how do we use the life that Allah has given us and how do we benefit our communities we don't know if tomorrow we will be a, a notice as well so the focus has to always be one is being productive but more importantly that is is that ya Allah what am I going to take with me when I meet you subhanallah what impact do I leave behind and what do I take with me as I go further in my journey subhanallah so the focus is that it's about you know shifting ourselves a little bit about stopping and I received such a beautiful message from a sister uh, well a few sisters but one stood out to me um, on Wednesday we were speaking about grandparents and a sister messaged me and she said to me you know I didn't even think of it from this point of view I didn't even think that I need to take responsibility for being a grandparent and looking at how am, am I grandparenting so when we speak about this term hayatun tayyiba, the focus is that. The focus is, let me not be comfortable. Let me not stagnate where I am currently. And let me move towards a place of, you know, developing my faith, developing my iman, developing my, my responses, developing who I am as a person. So that when I look at myself, I think, alhamdulillah, I'm not the same person I've been for the last 15 to 20 years. I've become a better version of myself. I'm not the person who used to talk bad about people. I've taken that bad quality out of me. So that is the complete and total focus of looking at this Hayatun Tayyibah and understanding that the good deeds that we want to develop slowly, the mentality we want to develop slowly, the output and the reactions that we want to develop so that we do not stagnate, subhanAllah, right? So today, in keeping with that theme, subhanAllah, and our focus constantly, we are looking at something called balance, finding balance in our lives. Now, I've read a book recently and, you know, it's, it's all about about dopamine and this complete and total rush that we have we in reality there's the, the name of this book is called dopamine nation and i was completely blown away when you look at the important messages that 
We as a society, as a community, as a whole, the entire world currently, we are hyper-stimulated. We are hyper-medicated. We are only focused on our pleasure, on how much can I enjoy. So all of us are affected to this. For some degree or the other, we have this compulsive need to over-consume, whether it is the over-consumption of social media, whether it is the over-consumption of online entertainment, whether it is the over-consumption of food that is you know, chemically enhanced, whether it's our sausages and our you know all of these things i'm not saying they are, they're completely wrong but we we we're only focusing on what pleasure am i getting what so so the, the so the focus is is that you know everything must be done in order to give me pleasure and it needs to be something that you know gives us this sort of digital drug and i'm you know i'm, I'm saying this you know um, it's not you know a, a word that we are using, but it's just something for us to understand that just as people are addicted to drugs and people are addicted to things that we know narcotics that are completely wrong, we too have become a society where we we are addicted to the rush of it all. We are addicted to oh I have to see this and I have to know this and I have to buy this and I have to watch this right. So similar to a, a chemical drug, in this book it describes to us how our compulsive overconsumption. So we're constantly looking at people's statuses, like we, we can't not, we can't stop. Or our compulsive overconsumption of, of purchasing things, we have to buy, we have to, we need to buy. We need to, you know, and subhanAllah, what it does is, is that we are unable to Pro, we are unable to actually progress past the pain that we are feeling in our lives. We don't know how to have relationships with people anymore because our focus is only on I need to have a relationship with the digital space, subhanAllah, right? So, alhamdulillah, you know, the technological advances have really benefited us. It creates such a beautiful world where we all interact with each other. But at the same time, what it does is it doesn't allow us to find balance. It doesn't allow us to say that I need to do certain things. So we, we're rushing through our lives so that we could have those moments with our phone. We're rushing through the things that's supposed to give us joy, spending time with our family, spending time with our children, rushing through because I need some time with myself and my phone. I need some times when I can rest. So the Technological advances has now broken our ability to find this balance and does not allow us to move beyond the depression or the, 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 you know, the unhealthy living that we are currently finding ourselves in. But more surprising to all of this is that you'll find that you know, these the behavioral changes that we have in our lives, it can be something that we can modify, something that we can change, it's something that we can develop. But we are choosing not to. We are choosing to allow our phones to overtake our life. We are allowing the our online world to overtake everything, subhanAllah. So what we need to understand is we need to get to the bottom bottom line of it all. What is the bottom line of it all? Is that if you want to find and if you want to get balance in your life, you have to first acknowledge where is it that you are pushing and where is it that you are leaning to and what is it that you are over or you are over consuming. So people often ask this question, how do you find work and life balance? How do you find this? And the reality is it's sort of like a mirage. The more, you know, it's not something tangible, it's not something real. The more you try to, to run behind it, the more you try to, to get it, the closer you think you get to it, the further away it goes from you. So 
a lot of times, you know, you you are trying to get something, this balance, but you find yourself, you know, losing the battle every day. You feel disappointed. You feel like, ah, uh, you know what? I want to get balance. Just give me the 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 the, the, the winning solution to this problem. I just want to know. Let me do A, B, C, O, D, and I will know exactly how to get this balance. But this is the important thing that we have to start off today. Balance is not something that we can get. Balance is a state of mind. It's the realization that life is not stable. Life is in constant motion. So I'm going to repeat the same statement, the massive statement. Balance is not something that you just get. It's not something that you say, you know what, I am going to do A, B, C, D, and I will get balance in my life. What it rather is, is about changing your mind frame and understanding that life is not stable so we tend to look at life in this point of view is that i want to do a b c d and i want everything to be calm i want the children to get done on time they must be ready we must get done you know i want to have my structure and we must focus on the structure but the reality is that the exceptions you know when we say you know these these freak accidents or these things that happen or by the way these things happen no the reality is those are more constant than our actual everyday constancy. And when you can embrace this, when you understand that because life is not stable, things are going to happen. Things are going to happen. The paradox of balance is that, exactly that. The more you pursue balance, the more you pursue a life where I'm so calm, I have everything in place, the more it becomes elusive, the more we are unable to achieve it. So the, the famous quote is, our worries make us worry more. So when we look at this word balance, we understand that it's both something of, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's quite interesting that it's a noun and it's a verb. So maybe that's why we struggle to find it. But when you think of this word balance, you always think of somebody who is, you know, stable, somebody who has this constancy, you can feel this upright steadiness. Now, we are trying to bring this harmony into our life. We are trying to bring a life where you are not moving into this, you know, this high highs and low lows and I will achieve everything today and then tomorrow I will fall down flat. Now, subhanAllah, that we understand that it's not stable. The second thing that you have to teach yourself, and I think we have to all unlearn this, is that things will never ever go your way. Unexpected events will always show up uninvited. It's going to happen. Things are going to happen. Somebody's going to add a meeting to your schedule. Somebody's going to call you at the last minute to cancel their plans. Somebody's going to add plans. Then you, you might not be able to say no to somebody. So. When we, when we look at our lives, right, we tend to keep my work is separate, my home life is separate, my rest is separate. But when you do this is that you are adding the sort of, you're building these walls. And each wall is to say that I need to organize each section of my life differently. If you're a, a man, my work life is separate, my house life is separate, my relaxing is separate. But what happens is that if we integrate everything together and we understand that if you want a well-balanced life, you need to let go a little bit of the harsh controls that we have in place. Now, this sounds completely opposite to what we, or what we normally understand. But when we start doing this, when we start focusing on, I have to achieve this and my, my work, I have to do that. And, I have to, and when I come home, I just need to rest, I need to relax. What happens is we sort of create this barrier that suppresses the emotions that we feel.
But when we start restructuring it and we start saying to ourselves that I will be disciplined, but the way that I will discipline is is that I will allow myself to understand that at times that discipline is going to be challenged. So when you start having this imbalanced life, it's like you're almost in a constant battle. You completely and totally lose yourself into this war of trying to protect your me time against all your other priorities. I, my work is is my enemy my children are my enemy and so obviously this is just you know just for us to understand the concept is that me time is you know is the value i have to get through my day so i can have some me time i have to rush through looking after my children so i can get some me time i have to you know finish up my chosen just fetch the children and bring them back so i can have some me time so what happens is you are trying to prevent your work from stealing from your family time you're trying to protect your family from stealing from your me time you're trying so what you are essentially saying is that is you are saying that only when you are having this me time then that is what you regard as joy and relaxation and enjoyment in your life whereas in reality your work your interactions with people, your interactions with your family, the cooking that you do every day, the gentle sway and the hum of cleaning your home, the looking after your kids, bathing them, changing them, looking after them, phoning them, checking up on them, going out to the, the grocery store, that is your life. That isn't the thing that's supposed to be ticked off a list. That is the thing that's supposed to be incorporated into saying, this is my life. My work is my joy. So I will enjoy doing it. I'll go through the process of, you know, making sure I'm interacting. I'm talking to people. I'm talking to my students. It's not about, let me get through my day so that I get to the end of it, so that I'm finished and then I can sit. And then I can be on my phone. So it goes back to the book that I was talking about at the beginning of this section. And I was saying to you that the dopamine rush tells us that everything else is just you know work and the only time that i'm actually relaxing is when i have me time with my technology subhanallah right so this battle that we go through where it's i want to do something and what i have to do now what balance is it's not about allocating our time and this is what we think you know allocate balance means allocate allocate 20 minutes or four hours to work and five hours and two hours and three hours no Balance is about enjoying what you are doing right here and right now. It's if you look at you know Subhanallah the the wording that Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam uses when he when he speaks about his salah, he says Jaila qurratu aini fi salah o kamaqal alaihi salatu wasalam. He says the coolness of my eyes, the qurratu ain, the joy of my life is where it's in my salah. Now. Understand that salah is something that he done five times a day and subhanallah he would do his sunnan, he would do his nawafil, he would do so many other salah. And yet at every given point and you and when you read the hadith, you find the way he slowed down and he enjoyed that moment. He would make the wudu and he would you know he would make the wudu perfectly, enjoying the moment of making that wudu. Don't rush him to get done, to get to the salah, to finish it, to take it off its list. The actual salah and the actual wudu was the joy of his day subhanallah you know and when you you know when you when you understand the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa ruku when you will go into ruku we often go into ruku and we are thinking about I need to get up and stand up and then go into sajda but he would go into ruku and subhanallah while he's in ruku 
The Sahaba would say that his ruku would be just as long as his qira'ah. So if his qira'ah was the entire time it took to read Surah Baqarah, his ruku was just as long. His sujood was just as long. So the intense joy that he took in actually doing that salah daily, five times a day, added to that his qiyamul layl, each one, whether it's the sunnah, whether it's the nawafil, each one, there was a specific joy that he was finding, subhanAllah. So, it's, when we speak about balance, it's, you know, if you take a day off, right, and you say, I'm going to work five days a week, and then on that one day, I'm going to have a day off. But now, you are taking the day off, but you're worried about work. Does that benefit you? It doesn't really benefit you. But when you enjoying your, your what you are doing, you don't feel this guilt, and you don't feel this need to blame others. I look after my kids. My husband doesn't do anything. I do all the work at work. Nobody else does anything. I, so it's moving your mind frame to saying, Alhamdulillah, this is the work that I've been given. This is the home that I've been given. This is the kind of ideology that, that helps you to find the balance of saying, okay, if I need to make this coffee every morning, let me to enjoy making the coffee. Even if I'm making it for, for, the, for 10 people in my home, let me take the moment to say, Alhamdulillah, I can enjoy the process of it. Or if you're making a nice cup of chai, you know, brew the chai, enjoy the process, subhanAllah. So this is when you understand that you're allowing things to fall into place rather than creating this world of forcing them. And, you know, there must be a defined structure. If my child is six years old, she has to be doing this. At seven years old, you have to be doing this. And I will ask the famous question, what happens if we don't? What happens if we don't follow the structure? What happens if we create beautiful, you know, productive systems, but we don't become slaves to those systems? What happens if we, in, you know, we enjoy taking our children to school so that we have the opportunity to reading Surah Yasin with them? We have the ti- a time to chat with them away from their devices. Or we go into the car all grumpy, everybody's angry, everybody's shouting. Or we enjoy the process of it's time to go to school. I These memories I will never have with my kids ever again. So this is, you know, looking at this concept of balance and trying to develop it into our lives. So when we look at balance, one important uh, concept that we have to understand that this is not a destination. It's this journey that we're constantly on. So there are times, obviously, that all of us will, you know, feel that we're out of balance, you find that, you know what, uh, especially if you have a perfectionist mentality, you know, that you feel, and this it took me years to develop and years to learn, is that if things, if the house is not perfectly clean, and the reality is the house is perfectly clean for all of 10 minutes, and then the children are going to make it upside down. So you then clean it, and it's a process, it's part of everyday life, we're going to have to do it later on, so let's not stress and break ourselves down, right? Also, when we have these expectations, when we have these expectations of a perfect day or an expectation of everything going well, subhanAllah, this throws us completely out of balance. When you expect the children to keep quiet and just sleep on time, you know, just be quiet, just do this, just do that, get done, sort everything out. That's what throws us out of balance. Why? It's because you are, what are you doing? You are saying to yourself that if these things are not in place, then I can't function. But when you tell yourself things are going to be a bit messy, things might be a bit upside down, I have my structures in place, but I'm going to accept. And what I think one you know, um, way that I have brought this into my life, alhamdulillah, for the last couple of years, it was accepting people being late. And for me, I used to, well, I, I, I pride myself in being somebody who loves being on time, right? So if I'm supposed to be somewhere at nine o'clock, I love being there at 15 to 20 minutes earlier. 
or even a half an hour. And, and, and previously it used to be really bad. I would always be like, even an hour would get up and get done. And then, subhanAllah, you know, sometimes, and I'm sure you all understand this in a marriage, one person's super early and the other person's super late. It's always like that. But it's to develop that sort of balance in your own life when it comes to expectations of other people. So build it in. If, if you know somebody's going to be late, Build that 20 minutes into that day and understand, accept it, don't get angry, that's who they are. If you have a husband who's constantly late, you have to start, you know, accepting to yourself, this person's always going to be late. So I need to, don't fight with them, don't tell them about their negativity, but, 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 but factoring it in makes you move away from the sort of war zone of, I want you and I expect you to change who you are. If you have children who, subhanAllah, for example, you know, concentrate it long in the bathroom. Just factor it into your day. Add it in. Add the time in, so that what happens is the war that is your life becomes something that you can manage and you can enjoy as well. So we are looking at this topic of balance, right? So the first thing is, how do we find this balance? And we're going to be looking at these five ways that we can bring a, a balance into our lives. Firstly, integrate integrate all aspects of your life. Integrate them. Don't separate them. Stop seeing your work, your personal time, and your social time as separate compartments. They're not separate compartments. Your your children being at school or being at home, and that's why you find now when your children are going back to school, you're so happy. You want them to get out of your house and get back to school because you are separating those compartments, right? Rather than competing against each other, every part of your life should be collaborating and working together. So these imaginary walls, really remove them so that it releases attention. Right? It's all my life. This is all my life. It's all part of the same thing. Right? And then number two, lose balance to find balance. This is such a beautiful one. Letting go of control is key. If you want to let things fall into place, you have to lose that balance a little bit. You have to be open to taking risks. You have to understand that, you know what? Maybe if I'm not, I'm not finishing my work on time every day, or maybe I'm not managing with the food. Maybe I'm not, okay, let's change it a little bit. Maybe I shouldn't be cooking at that time. Maybe I'm, I'm trying too hard when it comes to, let me try something else. Let's see if that works for me. And when you do that, when you understand that, you know, in the long term of life, is it better for me to get one meal perfectly done? Or let me get daily meals, you know, done well, and in a way that I can manage it, subhanAllah. Okay, then we move on to prioritizing your activities. Now, this is something quite important. Knowing what matters is the most important step. When you understand that this is something very, very important, then you are able to say no to things that might break that balance, right? And this has happened to me recently. It was quite difficult, actually. I was quite hard sore, but... I was asked to do something that I've been wanting to do for such a long time. It's such a beautiful pro project and initiative. I was so excited. It's about the Quran. And I was, you know, I, I do still want to do it so very much. But I had to ask myself, can I give almost a full day? Can I commit a full day whilst having a four-month-old four baby or almost five-month-old baby? And the answer was no. If I prioritize it, no, there's no possible way that I can give that much of time and being that much of time away from my son, my daughter and my son, even if I have a nanny, even if I have somebody to assist me, there's no possible way that you can do that because your child is still too young. So in prioritizing that activity makes me say, okay, inshallah, Allah opening up for next year, inshallah, when she's a little bit bigger and when we can do it. 
it's very difficult to do this. But prioritizing that these are my no's, this is something that I have to do. I can't. And so what happens is, is that you won't find yourself saying yes to everything and creating an imbalance. So a lot of the times we blame people and we blame them because we say, you know, they've taken so much of our time. They've done this, they've done this and we blame them. But what happens is that we, you and I, we are not taking and we are not taking the the ni'mah of a choice. Allah has given us choice, but we feel bad. People will speak about me. I don't feel so good to say no to somebody. No. If you have a life that is all over the place, it's because we are not prioritizing our activities, not prioritizing the way we want to do things. So let go of all these unnecessary little things that sometimes you feel that I have to do it. So this is what you have to ask yourself. What is my priorities? How can I go about prioritizing it? And then letting go of all the little unnecessary things and ask for help. Whether you are a mother, whether you are a father, whether you are a student, whatever it is, look at your life and see where you might need assistance. You know, subhanAllah, if you don't do this, you find yourself moving in every direction. You literally, it can be something so small as, I need to send a link out, but I've got 20 other things to do. So that thing slips to my mind. And then it creates a ripple effect. Why? Because I added the tiny little thing which threw me off balance. So constantly adjusting our goals and priorities allows us to see what is important and then filtering out all the unnecessary tasks. If you can get somebody to do your unnecessary tasks, that allows you to keep your priorities. Number four, we need to develop a balanced mindset. And this is not something external. This is if something is bothering you, you've got to ask yourself, why? Why is it bothering you? When you train your mind, you start thinking like that, thinking in this way. It's okay. If everything is going, it's not going well, okay, it's okay. If I'm getting 20 people for, for, for a meal, it's fine. The world won't come to an end. So subhanAllah, you know, we've developed a balanced mindset. But lastly, you know, you are understanding that this is not a productivity hack. It's not about saying, I'm going to do this and suddenly I'm going to be productive. It's more about you saying that I am changing my complete and total state of mind. And then subhanAllah, we come to the last one, which is practicing journaling. And this is setting this time that you have to reflect, tracking how you spend your time. You have to identify the tensions that come through your day. Whether it's sort of, for example, when the children come home, they are hungry, all of them, because things are happening at the same time. It's lunchtime, salah time, they're hungry, you are busy, you've just finished work. So when you, when you can identify the tensions, you then, you know, you can put things into place so that you are not responding. And this is the most important thing is when we're constantly responding, it doesn't give us time to reflect. It doesn't give us time to say, okay, let me see how can I, you know, re react to these things. So there's that word, you know, reactions and retaking it back and saying, I'm not going to react. I'm going to respond in a calm manner. And all you have to do is to, to identify if every single day we have arguments at the dinner table, that means maybe we're eating too late. Maybe everybody's hungry because we're eating too late. Okay, let's identify that. Maybe if in the morning we are going through the, the drama of the shower, 
okay, let's identify the tension and let's make the necessary adjustments. So journaling is also a way, you know, where you are writing down the good things. But the more important thing is allowing you to take back that control. Take back the control of your life so that you don't feel like everything is slipping away from you, subhanAllah. So there's the broad aspect of having your lists, having your structures, having all the little things that you do want to put into place. But at the same time, there is the very important part of it and that is I am, you know, I, I want to take back the control of saying that all of these things, whatever it is, whether it's my work life, my home life, my children, my salah, everything, I am going to incorporate them so that I can take joy, I can find that calmness of my mind and I can enjoy the hum and the everydayness that is the beauty of our life, subhanAllah. So it takes away the power of I need a grand moment, you know, and that is what Shaitan wants us to fall into the deception of the grand moments of a holiday and the grand moments of, 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 of a wedding or the grand moments of something big happening. I deserve to have those happy moments because I work so hard, because my life is so difficult now when you turn it around and you flip it over completely subhanallah what happens is your mind frame is that it irrespective of what's happening around me I can take joy in what I'm currently doing subhanallah this is our you know beautiful part of balance and finding it and incorporating it into our lives and I hope you've all benefited tremendously from this inshallah and inshallah we will chat again soon on Monday afternoon bi'iznillah ta'ala barakallah feekum have a great weekend inshallah we will chat inshallah on Monday assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh